Welcome to the Old Bridge Baptist Church podcast. We hope you find the following sermon to be edifying for your walk with the Lord. If you have any questions or feedback, please feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook page. You can also visit our website at obb.church for more info. Now here's the sermon. Well, can you imagine 3,000 people getting saved (laughs) on one day? It's amazing. And beyond that, how do 3,000 people get baptized on on the same day? Uh, It's amazing. Well, the subject is baptism this morning, as I have this opportunity to speak to you for a few moments. And uh, baptism is a a much misunderstood event. But I do know this, that it's one of the most special events that could ever be in the life of a believer. Now, I followed the Lord in believer's baptism on a Sunday night uh, back in 1969. Long time ago now for me, some 52 years ago. But I can still remember much of that night. I remember the man who the pastor who baptized me. And I can remember my mother came to church that night, possibly for the very first time. This was long before she became a Christian. And so this is a special day in the lives of Kathy and John Watts. The Lord has left us only two ceremonies. We call them ordinances in the church. The Lord's table which we call communion, the communion table, where once a month as a church, we gather together and take the elements that God has provided for us. And we remember as a church, what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. Uh, The second ceremony or ordinance is baptism, which we will all witness in a few moments this morning. But neither of those ceremonies is necessary to get into heaven. Neither of those ceremonies will get us into heaven. They won't help us to get into heaven. And that's why we call baptism believer's baptism. It's only for believers. And so believer's baptism is sort of a, I guess you might call it a symbol. It's an outward demonstration of a person's union or relationship that he or she already has with Jesus Christ. So salvation comes first and then baptism follows. And so it's a baptism would be then an object lesson of salvation, which has already occurred in the life or in the heart of a child of God. And again, that's why we call it believers baptism. It's the Apostle Peter who writes in the New Testament in one of his epistles, and it's a command to repent, repent and be baptized. Well, repentance, (coughs) repent is a command. We're commanded in the New Testament to repent. That's a picture 
of salvation. Repenting means to have a change of mind, to have a change of heart. It's the turning from sin and turning to Christ for salvation. And so that one word contains a lot. So there in a nutshell is salvation, but it's repent and then be baptized. In other words, be baptized because of or on account of your salvation. Every Christian should be baptized. It's simply a matter of obedience to God. <clears throat> now, the question is asked, what about infants? What about babies? Should they be baptized? And the answer is no. We don't baptize infants because although they are, they are born sinners, they have not reached that age of, of understanding or as some call it the age of accountability. Although they're sinners, they're considered innocent in the eyes of God. They already belong to Jesus. And so for that reason, we do not baptize infants. Well, then another question might be, then why don't we baptize by sprinkling water over someone? Or why don't we baptize by pouring water over the head of someone? We baptize by immersion. Immersion simply means to put all the way into something. We are immersed or baptized into Jesus Christ. And so it gives us the most clear picture of what salvation is. Baptism by immersion does. The early church practiced immersion. Baptism by sprinkling did not occur uh, in the early church until after the third century. Baptism is the best or shows the best picture of salvation. When John and Kathy are placed under the water, they are personally identifying with the death of Jesus Christ. It's a good picture of what death is. And so outwardly, by demonstration, they are saying, we believe that Jesus Christ died for us. And we are personally identifying with him. But they don't stay dead in the water. They come out of the water. And that's a picture of resurrection. The resurrected life. It's a picture of new life. They're showing that they personally believe in the resurrection of Christ. He died for us and he rose from the grave for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... There's salvation again. If, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. And behold, all things are becoming or have become new. So it's a picture of the resurrection of Christ. It's a picture of the new life. So once again, salvation comes first, the new life. And then baptism is a demonstration of that new life. Baptism is meant to be public. It's always meant to be public, such as we are doing today. It was uh, uh, usually outdoors in the land of, of Israel, in the New Testament, the early New Testament church. But it's always meant 
to be public. It's a public testimony then of an individual's faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Now, perhaps you're here this morning, you've never seen anything like we're going to do today. Maybe you've never witnessed baptism by immersion. Well, the first thing that you need to know personally is that you're a sinner. You and I are sinners and we are in need of being rescued from our sin. We stand, each of us, we stand in the need of being rescued from the eternal penalty of our sin, which is judgment, the eternal judgment of God. So we start with the negative, more or less, that's the bad news that each of us faces. That's the bad news that each of us at some point in life are under. But God doesn't finish with the bad news. Fortunately, he gives us some good news in scripture. And that is that God sent his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die for us, to die for our sin. New Testament says he came to become our sin, to become our sin. He died on the cross, <coughs> paying the eternal penalty for our sin, the eternal penalty that we deserve to pay. So in a very real sense, Jesus was our substitute when he died on the cross. But then the Bible clearly says that he rose from the dead, rose from the grave on the third day. <clears throat> and that essentially showed that, that God was totally satisfied or appeased by his sacrifice for sin that was acceptable in the sight of God and scripture goes on to explain to us that if you and I will place our faith and our trust in Jesus in Christ alone nothing else not in our church no matter what that church is uh, not in our good works, because the truth is, none of us have any good works to show to God. We are sorely insufficient. For all have sinned, the Bible says, and fall short of the glory of God. We fall short of God's perfect standard. None of us can reach it. We have no good works at all. The New Testament says, for there is none that doeth good works. No, not one. We all are in the same boat in that sense speaking. That's the only thing that we can do when we trust Christ as our Savior. It's the only thing we can do to make us right with a God who is absolutely and perfectly holy. And when we place our faith in Christ, for salvation, then you and I can be baptized. Salvation comes first and then believers baptism. Listen, that's God's plan. That's the plan clearly given to us in scripture. It's not my plan, it's God's plan. And it's perfect. It's a right plan. It's the only plan that brings honor to God and not to you or me. And Listen, if you'd like to know more about what salvation is, about baptism, please feel free to, to talk with me. 
after the service sometime. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Old Bridge Baptist Church. Please consider subscribing to our podcast on the platform that you're currently listening on. We appreciate your support and we hope you have a God-blessed day.